Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibos. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week, another episode of the Amiibos podcast. I'm your host, Damon here, one third of the Amiibos. Fellas, what's going on? How y'all feeling? Oh, I'm feeling amazing. I feel as good as the Lakers when they look over and see Nikola Jokic in, in between them and the NBA Finals. I'm so happy. I was hey, yeah, hey, listen, man, we, we're going to get into it, but I, I think you're going to be a little, uh, I think you should, should hold your horses a little bit before you no, get too I, excited. I was looking forward to seeing Kawhi yeah. and LeBron because I was, I mean, it's almost like somebody talks smack. You want to knock them out by themselves. But look, man, if you, they get knocked out by somebody else, I mean, look, who am I? To be mad at Ronda Rousey for losing to Holly Holm before she can get beat down by uh, by what's my a May New Year's like I wanted to say May New Year's and, and, and Rousey but hey look man sometimes you, you get beat up beforehand so so is Kawhi yeah man. you know you know the same time y'all last time y'all had this energy that was when the maps took y'all out so y'all might want to that's stay not humble. the same time we had this energy we had this energy every time we're healthy and the other team doesn't have four Hall of Famers okay. Cool. Jim, how anyway. you feeling, man? Uh, we, you know, we we definitely got a lot of time to get into the topics, but how what, what, how's the mental, man? How you how, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, it yeah. it always, yeah. you know, I always feel like I'm doing well mentally until Jared starts talking about the Warriors having four Hall of Famers. Jared, for the last time, Draymond Green is not a Hall of Famer. Draymond um, is going to make the Hall of Famer. Oh, Jared was telling me that Andre Iguodala is a Hall of Famer, by the way. Um, anyway. Uh, just getting to uh, that series, you know, I think it's one of those things where the Lakers are minus five fifty. You know, if you guys, you know, were not to get it done, uh, you talk about a knock on somebody's legacy. I mean, <laughs> I mean you might fall, you might fall in the top ten or something. No, they didn't like that at all. <laughs> uh, you guys already starting to see, so let's let's go ahead and get into it. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of well, NFL. Well, by, by the way, dude, before we get started, yeah. I just want to say I'm happy to be alive. I um I plugged down a space heater. That I have in my basement because it's a little chilly today, you know. Got down in the 60s, so my, my, my basement was a little cool. Had the air conditioner on there blowing, so I realized it's like, well, I came down here, it was a little little chilly. Um, and it all of a sudden started sparking like crazy, and then all this oil started pouring out of the bottom of it. And um, I was able to unplug it before it got to the oil, but not gonna lie, it was a pretty dangerous situation when I saw all the sparks start wow. to fly and oil falling. So uh we survived. Yeah, um, uh, space heaters are definitely uh, definitely dangerous objects. So yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, glad you were it, down there. It, it, yeah, I, well, I had to unplug. I don't ever leave it plugged in when I'm not down there. So I was the one plugged in, but as soon as I plugged it in, it just started sparking like crazy, which was um, absolutely insane. Because uh, I've had this thing for some years, never had any issues with it. But you know, hey, gotta get get another space heater apparently, and uh, make sure that I don't leave it on so that I don't die. Okay. All right, man. I'm glad you're you're good. I'm glad your basement's good. Your house is good. Um, Happy that you're alive, Jared, you know, so it definitely seemed like a dangerous situation. I know. Um, What a time to Let's get to these games. Let's get into these games, man. You know, obviously, what's on everybody's mind is uh, the Nuggets taking out the Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George basically just not showing up uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, Let's let's start with it, man. I'll let Jared get into his bag. As far as the Lakers are concerned, but let's get Jeremy's point of view. Uh, 
about this this whole Clipper debacle? Yeah, so uh, I'm a little deflated at uh at the prospect of Kawhi and LeBron not going against each other. Not gonna lie, it's the most disappointed I've been since LeBron got beat by Dwight Howard and didn't get a chance to lose to Kobe in the finals. So um, I think uh, it's a situation where the Clippers are fraudulent. I mean, there's no other way around it. Uh, Doc Rivers is an overrated coach. I think that has to be put out there. I mean, the guy ha- has three of the 12. It's th- 12 times in history of his team lost a 3-1 lead. He has three of them coaching. Um, so overall, Doc Rivers has to be held accountable for this. Uh, Kawhi ultimately has to be held accountable for this because I don't blame anybody else. You know why? Because I've been telling you guys for years that Paul George was trash. This is not the first time I've said this. I've been saying this for a solid five years. I made a list uh, about three years ago of the most overrated players in the NBA. Uh, the top two players were Paul George and Russell Westbrook. I mean, got to be proven more right. So overall, um, Kawhi's got to hold this one. He didn't play well. Uh, he missed a bunch of shots, and they didn't close it out. And when you get a lead like that, you got to be able to close out the competition. Now, I am going to give credit to the Nuggets because they kept fighting. Um, I ultimately want to give credit to Donovan Mitchell for almost beating this team by himself. So um, looking at the future matchup, I do think the Nuggets are going to cause the Lakers some problems. And I think people are really underestimating them. And the reason why, the Lakers defense looked terrible in the regular season at the end of the season in the bubble. And everybody said, okay, they got it going again in the playoffs. But what did they do? They played two isolation teams that they could trap their, their score and trust that nobody else was going to beat them. And you can't play the Nuggets like that. The, the Nuggets moved the ball too well. They got too many shooters. Uh, as we saw at the end of the bubble, right before um, the playoffs started, the Nuggets, with their 7th through 12th players, put up 35 points or 30-something points in the, in the, in the fourth quarter um, and barely lost to the Lakers starters. So, um, overall, I think Mike Malone's a great coach. Mike Malone coached LeBron for five years in Cleveland. So, I, I think he's familiar with what LeBron likes to do, what he doesn't like to do. Now, LeBron has definitely grown, but – Tiger never loses his stripes. So um, I think he's going to be a lot more familiar with that. And ultimately, I think this is going to be a very, very competitive. I'm going to pick the Lakers, um, you know, to win the series in a tight six games. But if the Nuggets win the series, would it surprise me? No. And at the end of the day, if the Lakers lose this series, after all this Kawhi talking, oh, they, they proved Kawhi proved he wasn't the best player in the league. And Kawhi proved he was fraudulent. Now, that's, that's what y'all said about Kawhi while playing with Paul George. Now, if LeBron playing with Anthony Davis, who ultimately everybody knows is way better than Paul George, what does that say about LeBron? Pressure's on him. What do you think, Jared? So let, let me get one thing straight. Because we're not going to ignore the obvious thing here. The obvious thing is you just say, oh, yeah. I mean, let's not forget my, 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 over, my, my top – I think you said the top two of your top five players, the most overrated, were Russell Westbrook and uh, and Paul, Paul George. George. And you're right, but the top two people you had on the list were Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So we're not gonna like just overlook those two. No, 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 no. I never had Anthony Davis ranked higher than Russell Anthony Westbrook Davis or Paul the most George. Overrated player in the league. No, I didn't. LeBron, LeBron has has held that mantle at times, but keep in mind that is due to where he's rated. It's not due to what he is. So LeBron has always been an all-time great, but people try to pretend like he's over Jordan when he should be somewhere behind Tim Duncan. So that's why he's overrated. 
Russell Westbrook is not a top 40 player in the league. Sorry, he's not. I'm not sure how he made another All-NBA team, but Russell Westbrook right now is not a top 40 player in the league. Russell, Paul Russell George, you can make the argument. The he's not. He's not. Here, here, if Paul George the, right now, I would tell you, I would struggle to take him over Kyle Kuzma. That's how sorry Paul George is. He is no, absolutely no, terrible. No. Here, here's the difference, though. What you don't realize is, and Paul George, I agree. Paul George, he's fragile. Uh, he's fragile, fragile sometimes with his confidence. And that's why you need a guy like LeBron who's vocal. People, everybody talked about Kawhi. And, oh, man, if, if, if Kawhi wins, Kawhi's going to be the first person to win three finals MVPs and lead three separate franchises to a championship. But really, let's be honest, he wasn't. He would, he's going to be the first one to win MVP. Kawhi did not lead his first no championship. I mean, I, 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 I'm glad after he, he developed into the guy he is that we look back at it with some revisionist history and we're like, oh, man. Remember how good Kawhi was that year when he was averaging 12 points per game? And then he played the first two games of the finals and had nine points. And then they took LeBron off of him and then put LeBron on other people because everybody else was cooking. And then he had, he, he ended up averaging 17 points for a series and got finals MVP out of it. Like, we're not going to like look but, back but, at But, I mean, here's, to- here's, the, here's the thing though. We can't, we can't go both ways. You can't say, oh, well, we're not going to give him credit for that. But then at the same time, we're going to say Steph never won the MVP of the finals. I mean, we can't do no, both. I'm not saying we don't give him credit for do. it. I'm not gonna give. I'm not saying Kawhi gets his credit for it. What I'm telling you is though, Kawhi didn't lead that team. Like Kawhi wasn't the best player on that team. And in reality, last year, think about in hindsight. Now everything, everything is in 2020 is different, right? I mean, not just in eyesight 2020, but in, in the year 2020. But if you're looking at, at everything that we're looking at from last year in Kawhi, we're like, oh man, Kawhi beat Giannis in the Bucks, and then he beat the Warriors. And he beat Philly. And now, Jimmy Ball was on Philly, so I'll, I'll give him credit for that. And J.J. Redd, they're a much better team. I will agree. But really, like, if you look at the Raptors this year, you realize, like, all right, one, beating the Bucks is not that great of an accomplishment with Giannis because Giannis, once you figure out how to just wall him off from the basket, then he's kind of one We're not going to have that argument because he's basically, he's basically LeBron in Cleveland the first time. No, he's not. Let's not have that con- He is. If you're going to try to no, act he like, is. Jeremy, LeBron in Cleveland was scoring 29 straight points versus the best team, a best defensive team in the league in Detroit when they were trying to wall him off, hitting jumpers. Jerry, Jerry, everything. Jerry, that's not the best defensive team. That was not the best defensive team. That was the best, the best defensive team, team in the year. Name a team in four, 06. Four, year, four years previous. In 07, name a team that was better defensively than that team with two all-NBA defensive player, uh, first-team players and Tayshaun Prince and Ben Wallace. First of all, Tayshaun Prince in 2007 was not an All-NBA first-team defender. Yes, he um, was. Ben Wallace was – oh, matter of fact, Ben Wallace was on that team with LeBron. Ben Wallace was, no, not, was, not, ben on, was not on the Pistons. He played the Celtics with LeBron. No, Ben Wallace was not on that team. You got you – had, they had Chris Webber. Oh, you're right. They, they, they had Rasheed on that team. That year they had Rasheed in, in his place, and they had Chris Webber. And they had – like that, that team, if you're looking at – the that team was in the conference finals again for, I think, six straight years off of their defense. Not because they were so good offensively. But the reality of it is, like, LeBron had proven at that point in time, LeBron could hit it, and he may have been streaky with his jump shot, but LeBron at that point in time was a competent shooter. Giannis only can shoot threes or layups. He can't shoot He can't shoot anything in, inside of the paint, I, I, outside of the paint. He can't hit anything, any mid-range shot. Like, the, the, the fact of the matter is, and we're going back to Kawhi because you keep interrupting my topic. So, as I get to Kawhi, we're going to say, all right, was he good last playoffs? Yes, of course he was. 
But I remember having this conversation with y'all, and I said, I said, Kawhi, he, every playoff series, if you look at statistically, he declined every playoff series. He shot a lower percentage every playoff series as the playoffs went on. And that wasn't because he just got worse, because he's got arthritic knees. So I said, the fact that we're acting like Kawhi can carry a team throughout this, this kind of grueling run, I think is a mistake. And then I said, you look at it and say, all right, we, we have to look at who he beat. He beat the Warriors, which I still don't think he would have beaten the yeah, Warriors. You can't discredit Kawhi's championship run with Toronto. You just can't. Oh, I'm not discrediting it. I said it at the you same are. time. You are. No. You're talking about who he playing. No, no. I'm telling you, if you play a team that everybody gets hurt on or your top, two of the top three players get hurt on, I'm not going to act like – because everybody was giving him – he gets credit for the ring. Same way Steph Curry gets credit for, for the ring without when he beat LeBron and Matthew Dellavedova. Like – you got It takes a lot to get to that point. Same way LeBron gets the ring for beating the Bulls when they were up 2-1 time, and Pop Gasol got hurt. Yeah, but, yeah, but first off, that team was LeBron. LeBron didn't make the playoffs last year. LeBron was hurt, though. Yeah. Well, well that's I mean, the thing. We'll, we'll, say LeBron, we'll say LeBron was hurt, even though he came back after five games, but then we won't say that Steph was hurt when he came back. After five uh, games? Five, five months. I mean, five months. Or five weeks. And But we'll say Steph, Steph – we're not going to count Steph being hurt in 2016 when LeBron won the ring. Jeremy, the difference – y'all keep interrupting my talk, but the, the, the difference is Steph Curry doesn't rely on athleticism. He doesn't. And the fact of the matter is I'm not going to give mm. him a pat. When, oh, you're like, oh, yeah, well, Steph Curry was hurt. Okay, well, he was hurt game four where he had 37 points and, and 12 rebounds. He didn't look hurt there. He just looked like LeBron. Was LeBron decided, hurt when he had, when he had a 38-point triple-double against the Rockets last year? After, here's the after thing, though, You got to remember, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that Steph Curry and those, like, Oh yeah, it, it was just stuff looked like he was hobbled. It was okay. LeBron and, and Kyrie averaged forty points a game the rest of the series, uh, each. So at the end of the day, I, I always said all year. I said I thought it was laughable that all of a sudden we we're going to give Ka- uh, Kawhi this title of best player in the league. And I said, hey, look, you guys want to give him the title based off of like, hey, somebody. I, I think we're on the podcast. My my exact analogy was like, yeah, if you want to give me David Duvall's number one in the world in golf. Or, or, or Martin Keimer at one point. Like, yeah, you can give, I can give you that title. Like, cool, whatever, have that. But, like, the reality is. David Duvall might have been winning the world with, with Tiger. He, 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 I think yeah. he got there right before Tiger took over as his throne. But when David Duvall was playing with Tiger, David Duvall wasn't the best player in the world. When Martin Keimer was number yeah. one in the world, in golf, he, wasn't the, he wasn't. I think there's a difference the between. There, there's a LeBron difference right between, now is, is Tiger right now. No, no. LeBron right now. Is a different level than anything we've ever seen. Like I think Le- LeBron right now is. Sure, he's seven. a passer. He's passed every time I've seen a big play come through. He passes. How is that a big player if he passes? Yeah, like, what LeBron like, here? Here's winner versus the Clippers in, in the bubble. What are you talking about? He passes. Sure, you Jared, Jared, you could, Jared, that wasn't really a game winner. He 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 shot a shot. He missed. He tipped it. He put it back. But it was like 15 seconds left. I don't count it as a game winner. Okay, he, he shot the shot. He hit the. First off, unless he had the ball as the game ended, like he couldn't make the shot. He made the shot on his last possession. Then he took, he shut down Kawhi. Kawhi had to pass it to Paul George, and he shut down Paul George. Like at the end of the day, I think we look at this. We have to go back to what I said before. Kawhi Leonard is a great player. I, I take nothing away from him. Kawhi Leonard got outplayed by Luka Doncic, and then he got outplayed by uh my my boy uh Jokic. Like I. He was not the best player in either of those two series. And I, I think what, what we've done is we've allowed Kawhi to play these games 
with no pressure on him up until this point. And then we gave him the accolades. Because- How can you say he had no pressure? Because last year, nobody expected anything from Toronto. Toronto was not favorite versus Philly. Toronto was not favorite versus the Bucks. Toronto was not favorite versus the Warriors. And they, they beat Philly on a, a jump shot, which was an excellent shot that was also lucky. And then they play the Bucks. Yeah, you're saying you're not discrediting, but what? you're calling shots lucky. Wait, 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 no, 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 I got a better argument, Jared. I got a better argument. You've been telling me for years and years and years that LeBron wasn't a favorite in those finals that he lost, so he can't be blamed for it. But now at the same time, you're saying that, he, that Kawhi had no pressure because he wasn't favored. So did LeBron not have any pressure in the finals? But that's the I there's a yes difference no. though. LeBron is blamed if they lose, regardless if there's pressure if he's expected to lose. LeBron was blamed for 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 losing with Matthew Dellavedova. LeBron was blamed for losing in 2007 to to the Spurs. LeBron was blamed in no, 2018. No, LeBron was not during, blamed, but he deserved to be Jeremy, blamed. Jeremy, how many times have you said three six? A lot. This is record, yeah. Is yeah. that so? So right. your, your right. issue. Let's wrap this topic up, guys. I, I know. I, I feel let, like let me finish. Off it. So the reality of the situation is Kawhi has never been asked to be the guy and to have the pressure of if you lose, we're going to get blamed. Last year, if they lost to if they lost to to, uh, to so nobody blaming Kawhi right now is what you're saying. Now they are. I said this is the first time, and so when's the loss? Huh? He won a chip you, with the last year. What, yeah, what was you, the last time he had an opportunity to be blamed? That's, he had an opportunity to be blamed ever since people started saying that Kawhi was the top five player in the league. The same way that that James Harden, but was he wasn't losing. Blamed. He but was yeah, losing. The, the now, year before, wasn't he sitting out? But, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the year he before out? he sat out. The year before that, he the played versus. That, he was can, a, I, a can I say what it was? First. The year before that, he played. No, year before, year before that, he got hurt again. Year before that, he played OKC and he had a two zero lead in that series versus OKC. And in those first two games, LaMarcus Aldridge averaged 40 a game. Kawhi then did not do anything the next four games, and they lost four straight to that OKC team the round before OKC lost to the Golden State Warriors. What I'm telling you is Kawhi is a great player. Kawhi has not been held to the standard. Kawhi has not been held to the standard of (laughs) other great players. He hasn't been held to the standard of of LeBron, obviously. LeBron hasn't been held to the standard of other great players. At the end of the day, you have to look at it from this perspective. Nobody blamed LeBron for losing in 2007. He was awful. He was worse than Kawhi was in this series. Nobody blames LeBron for for, for losing to the Magic. If you're going to say, oh, LeBron lost, he's 3-6 and in the finals, 3-6, and Jordan never lost in the finals, then you're blaming LeBron for making the finals at 22 years old by by his – to, to be exact, right, let's, uh, let's, yeah, talk about, let's talk about who we got. That that, that definitely went a lot longer than we. Yes. Than what we. Let's get said. let's get but, into who uh, we got in these next series. Let me let me go. That's, that's what I'm about to introduce. Okay, go, yes. go ahead. So Celtics, Celtics Heat, East 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 Eastern Conference, rather not East Conference, but Eastern Conference. Uh, Jared, who you got? So, I think we can look at this series and say it could go either way. Um, obviously, we're one game in. I think the Heat. Stole a game because they got outplayed the entire game. I mean, they I would I would tell you they probably led less than two and a half minutes of that entire overtime game. But one of the things about the Heat is the Heat have dogs. One of the things, and I know we said that about the Clippers, quote unquote, they have dogs. But the Heat actually have dogs. Jimmy Butler is a stone cold killer, um, and Tyler Hero. Every time Tyler Hero shoots a shot late in the game, I expect it to go in, and I'm right ninety nine percent of the time because he makes it. I mean, and, and so if I'm picking the series, I'm going to stay with my, my initial pick. We didn't settle on the podcast. My initial pick was the Celtics to win that series. The reason was I think Jason Tatum is an emerging superstar. 
I said two years ago on the podcast that by last year, Jason Tatum would be a top 10 player in the league by the end of the season. Um, I was wrong. I thought he would have this step that he took this year, um, last year, but the, there wasn't the chemistry with him and Kyrie and all that, that, that whole team last year was kind of a, a cluster. Um, I expect Gordon Hayward to be back in this series, give them some kind of a punch. I think Jason Tatum is the best player in the series, even above um, Jimmy Butler, even though I like Jimmy Butler a lot. Um, I think Marcus Smart is playing excellent basketball, and I can't expect Kemba Walker to play this terrible. I mean, because I mean, he's, he's his last four games, he's shooting like 28% from the field. He admitted he's playing terribly. Um, the Raptors did a fantastic job of taking Kemba out the game. Um, and I'm not sure if y'all followed the last series. We haven't done a podcast on basketball in about – two weeks um but what happened in the last series is the raptors ran a box on one on kemba they basically said hey anybody else beat us except kemba and they ran a box on one with like like a high school and then said everybody else shoot threes and kemba got so far out of rhythm that what they would do is they do that in the first half so he'd never get in a rhythm and then the second half they would go back to man to man and it worked perfectly because as soon as they switched back even though they were going man to man in the second part with kemba uh, it, it was never, he never got himself back in the rhythm. It reminds me of, and I'll say this as a random fact for people that don't know. If you ever go to a circus, I know the Ringling Brothers are things closed. Universal probably is too. But when you go to the circus, what would happen is they have elephants and you look and the elephant, it has this little stake in the ground with this little tiny chain and the elephant doesn't move. Right. And so a lot of people wonder like, oh man, why, why is the elephant not move? Like why he could clearly just pull that chain up and walk off. Well, what happens with elephants is they take a big, like, light pole and they take these big Well, will you get to the point? I will. And they take the elephant and they chain him when he's a baby to this big old pole. And he pulls and he pulls and he pulls and he pulls and he pulls. And then eventually after he pulls, he realizes he can't pull and he stops. And what they do is once he stops pulling, they take the big chain off, put a little spike in the ground, and he never moves. And I feel like that's what the the strategy is on Kemba is if you can restrict him early in games – from being able to be aggressive, from getting into a rhythm, then in the second half of games, he's just not the same player. I don't expect that to continue. I expect Brad Stevens to figure out a way to get him some easier baskets earlier in the game. And I expect the Celtics to win this in in the game seven epic series. By the way, shout out to Bam Adebayo um, out of High Point, North Carolina, the only five-star out of North Carolina to leave the state in recruiting basketball in like the last 20 years when he went to Kentucky, but shout out to him on an excellent, I mean, series, possibly altering block. One of the greatest defensive plays I've seen in playoff history. Yeah, I'll agree. That's, that's so weird because him coming out of North Carolina and not going to a North Carolina school is nuts. Like passing over. Nobody goes anywhere else. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Kobe White. Ah. (laughs) Jim, who do you got in these series, man? Man, overall, uh, I think the Celtics will ultimately win. Um, I really believe in Jimmy Butler. I think he's a great player. I think uh, Jason Tatum will get it done, though. I, I trust Jason Tatum. Uh, I think he's a superstar in the making. Uh, ultimately, in the, the making. only yeah, in the making. He's not a superstar yet. He's a he's a great all star. He's not a superstar yet. Um, you said Jason to be Tatum. A superstar, I you gotta be. I I think superstar. I, I, we give that title out too much. It's like five superstars in the league. Yeah, he's he's not a superstar yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, um, I thought Brad Stevens blew that game yesterday. I mean, first off, they got they got bailed out because that foul on uh, the inbound was absolutely garbage. So they should have been shooting to stay in the game as opposed to getting a, a, the hold the clock for the last shot. Um, 
And then Jason Tatum takes a 27-foot step back. Like, you guys don't know, hey, in a two-pointer wins this game. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so um, my thought process is the Celtics really are a Kyrie away from winning the title uh, because Kevin Walker's not that guy. I mean, he's just not. Let's be honest. He's terrible. Um, no, I'm not going to say he's terrible. That's, Kevin that's Walker's terrible. Man, uh, that, that's disrespectful. I'm not going to say he's terrible. He's another guy. Um, You're crazy. He's – like at this point in time, is he a top ten point guard in the league? Absolutely. Okay, so is, is he better than Donovan Mitchell or John, uh, Jamal Murray or Steph or Dame or Chris Paul? Or I mean, I can literally go down a list of players. All right, that's five. Okay, keep going. Name me four. All right, more. keep going. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, let's see. Who are the other teams in the playoffs? You you could uh, add. I mean, here's here's the thing. Okay. Uh, right he's right there. He's right there after him. He's right there in the uh, ja, I mean, it's he's, Kim, he's, he's a Kim ja. Walker's been injured this year, Jeremy. But Kim Walker's ja. made three straight All Star teams before this season. Like, we're not gonna act like yeah, Kemba is not. That's the All Star teams in the East. I'm not giving credit for that. Um, I've seen uh Kyle Lowry make what he's made seven straight All Star teams. Come on, stop playing. Anyway, um, I don't. If they lose this series, it'll be because of him or. The X factor in this series is Gordon Hayward coming back and Brad Stevens adding him back to the lineup. I mean, just leave him on the bench. Stop. So I'm going to go with the Celtics, but if Gordon Hayward plays more than 23 minutes per game when he comes back, I'm going to predict they're going to lose the series. Um, The other series, I think it's going to be very, very competitive. Real quick, real quick. Um, One of the things before we switch to the other series, Jason Tatum, after the six-minute mark of fourth quarter and overtime, right? He went miss three, miss two, turnover, miss three on the game winner, miss three, miss two, miss I block dunk, miss three at the buzzer, zero for seven, including that terrible shot he took in over I, at the end of regulation, uh, including a, a makeable. I mean, it was a ridiculous pass from Marcus Smart, but a makeable game tying shot. Um, that was not Jared, a good. Jared, look. That shot was like um, that was not really makeable. Like this dude literally picked the ball up off his feet. <laughs> That that's a clean look. That's just, I, like I'm not telling you. Jay, you you, you got to have a shot. continuous motion from his feet. No, no, I'm not telling you that's that you got to make that shot. But I'm telling you, Jason Tatum leaves that shot saying, "Man, I got to make that shot." That, that's a makeable shot. It. Oh, Jay, Jay, that, okay, that, go ahead. That, that's a for an NBA superstar. That's a one out of fifteen shot. No, no, um, that shot. That's a that's a thirty percent shot. Playing anyway, um, going on to the next series. Shot, you're talking about the last, the last shot. Yeah, that wasn't a third cent. He he barely looked at the basket. In my opinion, yeah, that's what I said. Jared Jared about no, 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 that's a makeable shot. What, it's what, not really a makeable shot. Yeah, here's the here's the thing you got to remember though. Jason Tatum is, is different from a lot of. They're not getting into the mechanics, but obviously, there's two kinds of shooters. You got a shooter like a Steph Curry or Dame Lillard, who's kind of a, a one motion shooter, shoots a little bit more from their chest, one motion fluid, and gives you more range. A quicker shot. Jason Tatum shoots in a two motion like a Kobe. Jason Tatum gets to the top of his, he jumps higher than most of all shooters when they're shooting, gets to the top of his vertical and squares up and shoots that ball. When Jason Tatum shot that ball, Jason was square. He was faced directly at the basket and had a clean look with no, no, no hand in his face. Jer, he's picking that the is ball a ball over the ground. Chess wasn't nowhere near facing the basket. Jason Jer, Look! Look at the clip. Jason Tatum had a, once he shot that when he released that ball, his shoulders are square. He's perfectly squared up at the rim. Jerry, let's do this this week. This weekend when I'm in town, I'm gonna have you put the ball on the ground and pull it up into a continuous motion shot without stopping. And I guarantee you, you don't make three out of ten. 
And that's not with somebody in your face. Jeremy, first off, I'm making at least three out of ten. But secondly, I'm not Jason Tatum. Like, at the end of the day, what I'm telling exactly. you Exactly, he had to do it over somebody. No, no j- nobody <laughs> jumped. The, the, so at, at the end of the day, all I'm telling you is this. 0 for 7 at the, at, at, from the six-minute mark through overtime is not going to get it done. And I, and, and, and I'm, I, I, because of the fact that I, I respect Jason Tatum, and I, I've said I think Jason Tatum last year was going to f- come into the top 10. I think Jason Tatum is now just kind of cracking into the top 10, although NBA has never been deeper in talent. Like when you look at like, like there's some players that, that the older players. I would players, agree with that. With like the Paul Dr- but like these guy. young guys, like, man, it's dudes everywhere. But – I, I think he's to me. To me, is though it's kind of like the women's tennis game. Like it's a lot of great players, but nobody's really consistent. Like, but Jeremy, I, Jeremy, you can't say that because how can you how can you be consistent with all the talent you're facing all the time? That's just like saying, oh well. She, you can make the same argument about women's great. tennis game. Like you're getting beat up. Well, by like Jeremy, Jeremy, like when Donovan players, Mitchell like, is is losing games, scoring 57 points, and like averaging basically 40 for the series, like. That's not that. Just because you lost doesn't no, mean. No, no, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's a superstar. I, I'm sorry. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's great. Um, he is. But to me, he like. Loses, but you like, can't say he's not consistent but, but because he, he loses. I mean, but he does, I mean, he doesn't have help. I'm not. I'm talking about him. Him consistently, he plays. Jamal Murray will have 12 points, and then he'll score 40, and then he'll score 17, and then he'll score 30, and then he'll score 12. Like, literally, like, he, he's not consistent game in, but, game out. But, There's but, some players but, who, who remember, are though, really talented, but they aren't consistent. He's ta- and I agree. But one of the things I like about Jamal Murray is this, and we and this can kind of edge in our next series. One of the things I like about Jamal is Jamal doesn't have to be the guy. He's not egotistical. He does not have to take every shot. He does not have to have 40 points. But when you need him to have 40 points, he can give you 40. He can give you 50. And I, I said before yeah, that draft, I was – I was a huge fan of Jamal Murray. Um, I, I talked about it on the show. I watched him play in the, the under-21 game when he played for Canada and beat USA for the first time. And he was like 17 going versus 20-year-olds, and he was busting everybody. I want to say he had like 35 points that game. And then he went to Kentucky and, and was a great scorer at Kentucky. One of the things I like about Jamal is he can get his own shot. When he gets hot and he's sitting that step back, there's really nothing you can do about it. And – he plays within the rhythm of the offense. I think the thing about this series, when I, I look at Denver versus the Lakers, is I don't think the series is going to be that competitive. I, I really don't. And it's not because of the, those guys. I, I, I love Jokic. I love Jamal Murray. I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a star in the league if his back holds up. But you have a team that has one player who's ever played in the conference finals. You have, And that's Paul Millsap, and he lost in that conference finals to LeBron in a sweep, embarrassingly. I, I, and, and he played with the conference finals with, uh, I think, the Jazz, where he wasn't really playing much when it was Carlos Boozer was the starting power forward. But with that being said, they have no experience. Two, you have one of these series where you beat somebody you have no business beating, and you have, you're trying to convince yourself How that, can you say that when they just yeah. won game seven no, after like, winning the like, previous like, two, and they won the game seven by no, 20? No, no, no. The nugget, what, I'm, what I'm telling you is this. The Nuggets won because I think the Nuggets were the better team. But in a series where you're down 3-1, let me, let me finish. I said they had no business winning. I didn't say they weren't the better team. When you're down 3-1 and you're down 15 points. Going I don't think you said having no business winning. You said they lost My exact statement, a, uh, and we can replay it. But no, I said they, winning a game, they had winning a series, they had no business winning. And they had no business winning because you're down 3-1, you're down 15 points in the, in the towards the end of the third quarter. I think two minutes left in the third. You come back and win that game. The next game, you're down 18 points in the second half. You come back and win that game. Like there, when, when you're playing a team 
that has the talent that the Clippers have, the only way you win that game is if you have to you have to close, but that other team has to choke because you don't you don't beat teams when they have an eighteen point lead with, with fourteen minutes to go in the game without a combination of them choking and you winning. I think they have some euphoria for for getting to a place where I think they thought they could get to, but a little bit of euphoria there. And the other thing I think, Jeremy, you mentioned oh the Lakers defense in the bubble in the regular season bubble, like are like as if that had anything to do with like they had the best defense in the the entire season. They had the best defense in the playoffs. And I think the reality is you're going versus a team that now has the size to deal with Jokic. The the Clippers, and I, I will tell you this this happened to uh two teams, and I'll, I'll pass it to you, Jeremy. This happened to two teams in 2012. If you remember 2012. OKC Thunder made a trade and the um, the Celtics made a trade in the middle of the season. And it was the Celtics traded Kendrick Perkins to OKC for Jeff Green. And if you remember, for both teams, it ended up biting them because OKC made the trade because OKC said, we're going to be playing the Lakers in the final, in the conference finals, and we need to have a big to go versus Andrew Bynum. And they didn't end up playing the Lakers. And they, the Lakers lost. And then it was the uh, Celtics saying we need to get a, a wing in uh, in Jeff Green to be able to guard LeBron. But what ended up happening was, I think it was Leon Poe got hurt. They had no size because somebody got injured. So then versus the Celtics, LeBron had a layup line. And then versus the Thunder, they had nobody to guard LeBron because they traded Jeff Green away. So it's both situations where they could have – both teams made a mistake. I think the same thing happened with the Clippers is they built a team to stop the Lakers. They built a team to beat LeBron. That was their goal. They traded all their picks away to get a Paul George. They got Kawhi. They traded another first-rounder to get Marcus Morris late because they were like, hey, we need another wing to guard LeBron. They went and got a team to basically defend LeBron and, and that team. And then Jerry, you sound, they had no you sound like a Trump supporter right now. Uh, not everything is about LeBron. Literally, it not is. everything is about LeBron. It's not. They they, they put a team. Why why y'all get Marquise Morris to defend Kawhi? No, y'all just yes, wanted to improve your team. We we, no, we got didn't. we got Marquise Morris so we could defend either Kawhi or Paul George and LeBron not have to defend them the entire game. First That's what we got. Paul George defends himself. Um, secondly, at the end of the day. The Clippers lost just because Clippers didn't play well. Like it, it, the Clippers team that went into the bubble is not the Clippers team that came that, that was before. Um, Paul George is the same Paul George. Kawhi is basically the same Kawhi except he played terrible down the stretch. But Lou Williams was terrible. Uh, Pat Beverly is Patrick Beverly, which is not very much. And uh, Montrez never got back to where he was. So at the end of the day, without those guys, the, why is that surprising? That's really. Like, like my, my, and that this has been my whole point. The, the, with the two Clippers. best, the two biggest bench scorers in the NBA couldn't give but, you but, a bucket. But, but what I'm telling you is this: When have Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, Patrick Beverly, Paul George done anything in the playoffs? Last year, Lou Williams had a good game versus the Warriors to to when they were down like 20, where he had like 36 points. So, so let me ask you this: Let me ask you this. Bye. What what do you expect from what do you expect from Anthony Davis in this, in a conference game? Well, it's final because you just got to tell me everybody ain't ever played there, and Anthony Davis never been there either. So no, I agree. But that's why you. That's why having a LeBron and having a team full of veterans. You got you got a team. For, Rondo's won a title, been to multiple finals. You got Javale McGee has won multiple finals. You got LeBron who won multiple play. rings. You got but Jeremy. Here's the thing. Javale Javale was getting burned on on those Warriors teams. He wasn't. He wasn't. No, he wasn't. Jeremy. 
JaVel McGee was getting burned on those teams. When Zaza Pachulia, uh, after Zaza Pachulia got hurt, JaVel was playing. With the Warriors. Yeah, maybe garbage. Yeah, time. Danny Danny Green has won multiple titles. So you got it. You got five guys on the on the Lakers who have multiple championships. You're going for and so so when you have a guy like an AD, like you can, he's talented enough to where LeBron can say, "Look, this is what we got to do." And LeBron's vocal enough to where LeBron can help coach him along. Kawhi has never had that responsibility of having to bring a team along because of the fact that when he was in San Antonio, it was Tim Duncan's team. And he was the leader, obviously, in, in Toronto. Not no taking nothing away from him. How do we get back to this topic? Because Jer- Jeremy was talking about Paul George and the, the they just lost because they lost. I'm telling him the reason they lost was one, they had nobody to guard Jokic. And so they had to try to I mean they were trying to guard Jokic with Kawhi yesterday. I mean sorry, Kawhi, second, Jokic is unguardable. He's shooting behind the back shots. Like yo, Jokic's throwing stuff up at the rim and it's going in. Like, I'm sorry. What they're gonna do is is one one thing they're gonna do is they're gonna pull Anthony Davis away from the rim. Anthony Davis is going to be standing on the three-point line with Jokic, um, which I, which I think is going to play into their hands. Secondly, this is going to be the first series the Lakers can't trap the best player on the other team. You can't trap Jokic and Jamal Murray. If you trap him, you're going to leave a lot of wide-open shooters. What the Lakers were doing in the last two series was, hey, we're going to trap Damian Lillard from the second he touches the ball. And we're going to trap James Harden at the at the, uh, at the half-court line. And basically, at the end of the day, the Lakers were playing four on six. Because Russell Westbrook was on the Rockets. So at the end of the day, I think this series is going to be very, very competitive. It's going to be six games. Would not be surprised if we go seven. Would not be surprised if the Nuggets win this series. The Nuggets are going to put up a lot of points on the Lakers, and it's going to come down to can the Lakers continue to make shots? Because at the end of the day, you can put Rondo in there if you want to, if he's on Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. Put Rondo in there on uh, on, on uh, Jamal Murray and see what happens. Jeremy, what right, I'm saying is on to la- the- last thing on this, and, I'm, and we'll, we'll pass on it. One, it's probably going to be um, KCP guarding Jamal Murray just from a size standpoint. But two, just be prepared before, before you know, say two weeks from now when we're on a podcast. We'll have one next week, but in a couple weeks, just be prepared. Because what's going to end up happening is this, and this happens every time LeBron wins. All of a sudden, LeBron didn't every beat anybody. Every time LeBron wins. Yeah, how, every time how LeBron wins, win? LeBron didn't play yeah, anybody. Yeah. LeBron, like the, the you know, he, it's, he did, it's fun. He, the funniest thing to me is this: Kawhi lost one year, and that proves he ain't the best player in the world. But LeBron has not won since 2016. Y'all swear he's still the goat. Y'all Jeremy, swear he's still the best Jeremy, player. Here's the he has not won. Le- LeBron he has not won. What, what we can say is this though: Le- LeBron won in 2016. That was the last year before last year where any team had a chance of winning. Because when you put Kevin Jeremy, Durant Chris, on 73 Chris, wins, Chris Paul and, and James Harden still, won. Quit playing. They still aren't winning. The when the last chance anybody had of beating the war uh, the Warriors was when they didn't have KD. Kawhi played them last year without KD. Alrighty. That was a lot of NBA guys. Um so let's move on to some football. Um the Saints beat up on the Bucks. Uh Tom Brady looked okay. Uh definitely it was just good to see see football back on the back yes, on the TV. Is. Um Michael Thomas, however, got injured in that game. Uh, we all know that Jeremy is probably one of the biggest Saints fans on this side of the Mississippi. Uh, let's talk about it. Saints, how you feeling about this first week? Uh, let's start with Jared, and we'll get with Jeremy since we're on the on the, on the Saints topic. So, bigger yeah. – bigger, I, thought, I thought you said start with me, but uh, well, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to start with Jared, and then uh, we'll move to – That's, that's what I thought you said. So, right. getting into it, I think this is a bigger loss for the Saints than – for the Bucks in this sense. 
The Saints were supposed to win that game, and they played well. I take nothing away from the Saints. I, I felt like Drew Brees threw the ball better down the field than, than he has in, in the recent, say, year and a half. Uh, he missed some throws that he normally makes accuracy-wise underneath, but I, I, I expect that to be correct. I mean, it's Drew Brees, the most accurate quarterback in the history of the league. Alvin Kamara looked like he was healthy, looked like the old Alvin Kamara. Um, I was a little surprised at how much they ran Latavius Murray early, earlier in the game, but as the game went on, they, they they implemented a lot of Alvin Kamara, and, and you know, outside of a last second overturn touchdown, we had a monster game. Would have had two touchdowns there. Um, but here's the thing: Michael Thomas is the most targeted receiver in the league over the last two years, and last year it was by I think 43 targets. Um, he is the focal point of that offense. Do I think they have the ability to be able to win games without Michael Thomas? Yes, I do. I think this week they're playing the Las Vegas Raiders to open up the Vegas Raiders stadium. They should win that game clearly. Next week versus the Packers may be a different story. We'll see. That's in New Orleans, but without Michael Thomas, we'll, we'll be, see. We'll be the Packers by a solid 25 points. The Packers are not good. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. But with that being said, Michael Thomas was injured on a play that had nothing like literally. Think about this. The Saints tried to score a touchdown and inside the two-minute warning. Up by double digits inside of the Bucks 10-yard line and still kneeling the ball out. And you try to run the ball so you can score a touchdown. Offensive lineman rolls up on Michael Thomas's ankle. And now a high ankle sprain that the team was actually trying to get him on IR to sit three weeks. But he's opposed to that idea because he thinks he can come back beforehand. But a high ankle sprain is something that lingers throughout the year. And I'm not telling you that the Saints can't win games without him. I'm telling you, though, they're not going to win as many games without him. And when you have a talent like that and you lose it, it may help for a little bit to be able to get some touches to some of the guys on the team. But the problem you're going to run into is if you lose a few of these games, if you lose a game to the Packers, if you lose a game because Michael Thomas comes back too early and re-sprains that ankle, something along those lines, then that's the same recipe that I said when I predicted last week that I thought the Saints and the Buccaneers were both tied Top the NFC South at 11 and 5, but the Bucs would end up with the random tiebreaker because I said I thought the Saints would lose some game they have no business losing to to the Falcons or the Panthers or somebody they have no business losing to. And that could be it. Michael Thomas getting injured, and you, you go in, you play Matty Ice, who looked like um, uh, Matty lukewarm last week, and you know, you get beat. And I think that's, that's the concern I have. And that's why I think, I think with, you look at the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay had some loser tendencies, had a lot of offside or false starts, jumped offsides on a fourth down, um, receiver and quarterback down on the right route on one of the interceptions, muffed a kickoff to give them the ball. Like there are a lot of things that you're like, all right, these are just a team that's not used to winning, making loser mistakes. I think that stuff can be corrected over time. Um, but I think losing a top, 10 player in the NFL is, is, is a bigger loss than losing one game week one. All right, Jim, what do you think about your boys? Um, I think uh, this is a nonsense topic. Uh, they absolutely destroyed the Buccaneers. Uh, the defense probably without Drew Brees or Michael Thomas could carry this team to 12 and four. I mean, I, I'm literally not the least bit concerned about Michael Thomas ankle. In fact, I think it's a good thing. Um, the Saints have been too reliant on Michael Thomas, and I think this will give other guys an opportunity to get some rapport with Drew Brees. I think, uh, you know, obviously we added another Pro Bowl caliber receiver uh, in Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I think that Deontay Harris 
uh, or Devontae Harris, uh, who's the kick return specialist pro bowler for us, is starting to get into the wide receiver plays. He's got Tyreek Hill speed. Um, I think that obviously we've got uh, uh, Jared Cook Jr., who's a superstar. Alvin Kamara is healthy this year. Like at the end of the day, we're not losing a game at least until Thanksgiving, maybe. Um, so it, this whole eleven and five thing is nonsense. The Bucks, are, like I said, are not that good. Um, I told y'all before the game started that Michael Tom or that uh, Mike Evans uh, generally sits in uh, timeout whenever Marshawn Lattimore is guarding him. And that continued to happen. I told you guys that Brady was washed. Uh, and I told you guys that he was going to make a lot of mistakes. And that's exactly what he did. Third straight game with a pick six. Uh, and I don't care what anybody says. They can say that was on Mike Evans for not running that slant route. Uh, if he did run that route, he was going to get his head taken off. And he's going to be out for four to five weeks. So, And I still think it would have been an interception because that pass was way high. So um, Tom Brady did not look good. Uh, the Bucks do not look good. I actually do not expect them to beat the Panthers this week. I think they're going to lose to the Panthers. So at the end of the day, we're going to run through um, the rest of the, our schedule. Next week we play, you know, Monday night football. Then we play the, the Packers at home. That's going to be a blowout. After that, we got the Lions. Then we got the Chargers. Then we got like the, I don't know, like the, who's the Bears. I mean, we just, we play a bunch of nobodies. So I'm not really concerned at all. Um, and this is a really a nonsense topic. All righty. You, you feeling very confident in your boys. Um, were there any any week one surprises? Uh, let's start with you, Jared. What did you think about overall uh, the quality of the football? For one, I, I, I thought that the football was great. Um, uh, yeah. I really didn't miss the fans too much. Uh, at night, it was kind of weird watching football. But, but, before before you go to that, before yeah, you go to that go I, I, I want to ask a question because Jared normally is the person who comes up with these topics. Um, just so so the viewers out there know, and I want to know while we're not discussing the ten, the 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 Houston Texans destroying the Kansas City Chiefs as he predicted last week. Where was that topic, Jared? Explain to me what happened in that game. The Kansas City Chiefs. Please, please well, explain I to me what happened. I was going to get that into game. that, and my my my, I I think exactly what happened. Um, one, our team's not as good as I thought they were. I thought Titus Howard would be a better right tackle. I thought he'd be able to hold up, and our protection would be there. Um, and then I thought when we when you watch the game, there were just mistakes. There were there were as I said from the the Tampa Bay, the Texans had loser mistakes. If you look at that first drive in the game, we ran the ball the first play. David Johnson, by the way, looks like a stud. I mean, it looks like a, a 2016. This first game, we'll he see does. how it he goes. Good. But he looked great. Run the ball, we get five yards. We throw Deshaun throws a perfect pass to Will Fuller second down, twenty five yards down the field. He he's not. I mean, literally, ball has him dead in both hands. Nobody there to contest it, and he just drops it. Next play, the uh, uh, he Deshaun's clapping his hands for the center to snap the ball. He doesn't snap it. Uh, Larry Tonsil jumps off sides, uh, a false starts, and you get a. Now you're in third and ten, and where it should have been a first and. 25, you know, first and 10 after a 25-yard game. So, I mean, I think that's that's what you get. You have these loser tendencies that you have to break. And if you don't break those tendencies, you're going to have a situation like you had where you, you're dealing with a good team and just can't give them that many opportunities. I thought our defense played fairly well. I thought for the second straight game we played them, um, we have to realize who Travis Kelsey is. because so I feel like every time we play them, we're like, oh, there's a, there's a tight end on their team? I mean, we, we somehow just – he, he ends up wide open. Um, I thought we our, our our strategy for the game was that we were going to take away Tyreek Hill. I thought it was it was good in the sense that yeah, you don't want them to get too many quick scores. But I thought it was bad in the sense that 
when you start giving up 19 play drives because you're trying to avoid a big play, then now your defense is exhausted. And then you come out, you have, you have a, a drop pass on offense or a penalty. And now your, your defense is exhausted because they just went 19 plays on a previous drive. And now they're right back on the field. And I thought that was the biggest thing. Also, the one thing about our team, I have no idea why we signed Kaimi Fairbairn, our kicker to another four year extension. He sucks. This is the second straight time we played the, um, the second straight time we played the Chiefs, but going into the half, we had all the, we could have had the momentum going into the half or at least put ourselves in good position for the momentum. And he missed a field goal, 51 yard field goal, both last year in the, in the AFC championship game or AFC second round, uh, divisional game. People forget we, when we were at 24 zero and our special teams turned the ball over twice and then they ended up scoring four straight touchdowns, um, before the half, it was 28 24. Deshaun got the ball back with 43 seconds to go on the clock and drove us to the 34-yard line in field goal range to kick a field goal to get some momentum back before the half. So it would have been a 27-28 game going into halftime. And Kaimi Fairburn missed the field goal by a gazillion miles, and he did the same thing this week. 51-yard field goal right before the half that would have made it a seven-point game. It would have made it 17-10 going into the half. Misses the field goal. Because of that, gives them a short field. They get the ball on the 40. He makes two completions. All of a sudden, they kick, they kick a field, yeah, they kick a field goal. And now instead of it being a 17 to 10 game, it ends up being a 20 to 7 game going into the half. They get the ball coming out. And I mean, it, that, that was all she wrote, but I don't want to spend too much time on the Texans because I'll talk about them in my predictions this week. Um, I'm not that high on our chances to beat Baltimore to be 100% honest. Um, and you know, that was, that was some wake up medicine because I was like, Oh man, well, maybe. You know, if we can get a pass rush, because I'm hearing that a pass rush look good. Outside of Jacob Martin, nobody got through the line of scrimmage. Patrick Mahomes had all day. I did like our, our play calling a lot better, but um, I don't I don't like our chances this week a ton versus Baltimore. The, the surprises and disappointments from last week. I mean, the biggest disappointment slash surprise, two have to be the ones I lost bets on. Let me guys, let me tell you guys about betting. Don't listen to Jeremy. Let me tell you why you don't listen to Jeremy. Because Jeremy would, if I listened to Jeremy, I'd have been down a lot of money. And this is why. Last week on a podcast, or two weeks ago on a podcast, Jeremy told you, never chase your money. That's what they always say, never chase your money. Well, I chased my money and I got it back. Let me tell you about my fantastic afternoon on Sunday. So, as you guys know, last year on the podcast, I hit it over 64%. And I don't just tell you guys, hey, you should bet these games. I bet the games myself because I feel confident in my picks. And if you guys were following my picks last week, I was 0-4 in my first four games. And I was like, man, I was down roughly $800. Because I was betting about the same 200 bucks that I uh, that I tell you guys to bet on the podcast. And you know what I did? I thought to myself, I was like, huh, I can either take this L, not chase this money, or I can trust my football knowledge. And that's what I did. On the podcast, I told you guys to bet the Rams versus the uh, the Cowboys. The Rams ended up covering. I did a parlay with them and the Steelers game. And voila, $320 risk. Won me $832. Put me in the positive for the week. And, uh, you know, I chased my money and it works. So don't listen to Jeremy when Jeremy tells you don't chase your money. Chase your money. Be the same boat. Get it back, you know? Okay. All righty. Uh, good for you, though, Jeremy. Jerry, that takes a lot of balls to, you know, keep betting when you're down. Uh, 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 hey, man, all power to you. Um, let's, um, let's get into this week's, uh, bets for the listeners that are just tuning in, uh, each football season, 
uh, we have a preset uh, number of what we call quote unquote gambling dollars. Um, and then we have a, uh, a discussion, if you want to call it, about who was up and who was down uh, from the previous week. So we're going to start there, there this week. Um, let me pull up my trusty little uh, calendar um, that Jared was so graciously able to send me. Um, let's start with uh, Vikings and Colts, guys. Let's start with Jeremy. Uh, the Colts are favored by three points. They're playing in Indianapolis. Uh, who you got? Rapid how, fire. How, how the Colts are favored, I am shocked. Um, they got beat by the Jaguars last week, who everybody assumed was. I think last week me and Jared both predicted they were going to go 1-15. So um, I'm going to go Vikings, and I'm going to go they're going to win by 30. And I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing, and that's going to be one of my bets. I'm going to take the Vikings plus three. At the Colts. Listen, guys. I, now, I was I'm doing the same I'm, thing, $200. I didn't know we were going through the betting. Yeah, $200 yeah, for me. That's going to be one of my uh, – so we'll just go through the betting now. Uh, one of the other things, guys, I, I was – I'm glad I didn't, but I almost sent a, a, a tweet at halftime of the Steelers game. I was about to say, look, this is going to be the end. This is the last season we can watch the 04 quarterback class um, because Ben Roethlisberger first half looked awful. Um I mean, he was out there looking like he was running with 10, 10 legs. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. He literally couldn't move. Um, and I, and Phil Rivers in that game versus the Jags, I mean, he's proven. You know how LeBron is trying to win his third title with third team? Phil, he's, he's proven that hey, I can win with multiple teams. Phil Rivers has proven he can throw costly interceptions at the end of games on multiple teams because, I mean, the interceptions he threw to give life to the Jaguars, they're up 7-0, driving down the field, he throws an interception that he had no business throwing. Gave the Jaguars confidence to be able to get back into the game. And that was the reason why that game became a game. Um, so with that being said, Vikings plus three, book that for 200 bucks. 200 bucks. All right, cool. I think I might put a, a little cash since you guys feel so uh, confident about um, about the Vikings going to Indianapolis and winning. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, all right, let's keep moving. Uh, Bills versus Dolphins. Um, we're going to be play- playing in Miami. Buffalo is favored by five and a half points. Um, I didn't see. I, I was kind of scrolling and saw Bills playing, and I saw they look good. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a tight game. Buffalo favored by five and a half points. Jeremy, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Dolphins because, as everybody said, the defense of Buffalo look good. Um, the team's still talented. Josh Allen did not look good. For anybody who watched that game, Josh Allen missed a that lot was a of sub throws. quarterbacks from the 2017 draft. I mean, yeah. and I, Sam Darnold, I give him somewhat of a pass. He's got literally the worst roster. I mean, to, like, to, literally, Sam Darnold looks like somebody who said, hey, we're going to see what happens when you take a high prospect and give him no offensive line, no receivers, no tight ends, no running back, and a terrible I mean, coach. Th- think about this. Sam Darnold, all he had. And this isn't much. All Sam Darnold had before was, hey, I got Robbie Anderson on my team. At least he's fast. They didn't even, didn't even re-sign Robbie Anderson. Like, you look at their receiving core, it's basically like Jamison Crowder and Clam Chowder and uh, 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 Brandon this, Brown. He, he, has, he, he, has a, he has a terrible offensive line. His, his starting running back this week is going to be Frank Gore. His, uh, his starting two receivers are Jamison Crowder and Chris Hogan. One of the goats, man. Frank Gorgeous. Right, so I mean, you guys both have uh, the Bills winning? No, I, got, I, I have Dolphins, I Dolphins. covering. I you guys Dolphins. both have the Dolphins covering five and a half points. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because here's the thing. 
if you watch that game, that Sam Darnold plays so poorly that literally there were openings and Josh, and Josh Allen didn't play well. And one of the things we know about Ryan Fitzmagic is the game that he plays terrible, the next game he's going to play great. And the game that he plays great, the next game he's going to play terrible. So he played terribly last week. He threw three costly interceptions. And I, I seriously feel like if he plays that poorly again, it's going to be two a time. So I think he plays well. I think he, he, he has a, a, a rare good game. And uh, I'm going to say the Dolphins are able to put up enough points to not only cover, I got the Dolphins winning by three. I'm going to go with a score of 21-24. All right, cool. Keep, keep it moving. I'm going to stay with you, Jared. 49ers and Jets. San Francisco is favored by seven points in New York. Who you got? Well, I think that's the easy, one of the easiest bets of the weekend. Uh, I'm clearly going to take the. That's going to be my one, one of my 200. I'm taking the 49ers. I mean, 49ers are coming off of losing and being mad. Now they have to go all the way across the country and play the worst team in the league. Like, literally, I was thinking before the season, I said last week on the podcast, I thought the Jaguars and the Panthers were going to be picking between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, um, maybe Trey Lance if one of them gets hyped. But I think now the Jets are going to be picking number one. I mean, the the thing about Sam Darnold is this. I think Sam Darnold's probably going to get traded. Um, but he looked – I mean, he's regressing. I mean, last year, I at least – in the last two years, he didn't have talent. But I looked at the game, and I was like, man, he's a good quarterback with no talent. I watched the game last week and was like, I'm not sure he's a good quarterback anymore. And that's – It's hard to say after one game, though. That's one game. I agree. Um, but, I mean, I, I think he's turning into the 2020 version of David Carr. Where, like, I think David Carr could have been really, really good. But when you go to the Houston Texans and you get sacked 75 times in a season, then all of a sudden you don't look really, really good anymore. And all of a sudden when you normally would just have eyes up the field and be looking for an open receiver, now you know what you start looking for? The linebacker. Because you know why? You've been getting hit by linebackers all the time. And I think that's what Sam Darnold's starting to do. And I don't think that's going to get any easier when you're going versus a pass rush like San Francisco has. I think uh, Mostert is going to have one of the – Biggest, I mean, he, he was a fantasy star for me this week, Raheem Mostert. Um, by the way, he smoked Isaiah Simmons on route so badly. I've never seen anybody make uh, – they said it was the fastest anybody has hit on that thing in, since 2016, since they've been tracking the speed. He beat Isaiah Simmons by 20 yards. It was – it was. I, I hadn't seen anything like that. But Isaiah Simmons looked real slow on that play. He did. I was, I was shocked. I was like, what? Did he put on weight or is Raheem Mostert now Tyreek Hill? But I expect Raheem Oster to have a big game. I got the, the uh, 49ers winning that game by at least 14 points. And that's one for 200 bucks. Um, I'm I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, Jets look terrible. 49ers should win uh, and cover. I'm going to um, – I'm actually going to pick the Jets, though. I'm not going to bet it. Um, I'm going to pick the Jets for one reason. The line just seems too small. Uh, Vegas knows something. That's it. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I feel like I'm on Zoom. I didn't. I didn't unmute. Um, all right. Next game we got is uh, Rams versus Eagles. Stay. Stick with Jeremy. Uh, so I'm going to pick them, fellas. Philly's favored by one point, and they're playing in Philadelphia. Jeremy, who do you have in this game? Uh, another easy one. I'm going to bet uh, $200 for the Rams to cover. The Eagles look terrible in Week One. Their offensive line is absolutely awful. They couldn't block the Redskins. So what are you going to do against Aaron Donald? Um, and at the end of the day. Jeremy, not the Redskins, the Washington football team. Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, the number one football team in the NFC East, the football team. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think uh, 
the Rams are going to win that game. Uh, the Carson Wentz didn't look great, and for everybody who thinks the rest or the Washington team just looked good, Dwayne Haskins looked terrible in the second uh, in the entire game as well. He's he's not a very good quarterback, and they outscored him by twenty seven points. So, I'm um, at, yeah. one, I told y'all when Dwayne Haskins came out, I I made this point abundantly clear because we we talked on a podcast, and I said I I would take Daniel Jones over uh over him, and I said because one, I thought Daniel Jones was more accurate, but I said Ohio State. I felt like literally watching Dwayne Haskins was just watching somebody throw screen passes to better receivers. Like I watched the game versus Penn State, and literally I think all three touchdown passes were bubble screens to receivers who outran everybody. Um, I think he's he's at least competent, but yeah, I I, I don't expect anything. I mean, I I um I expect the um I don't expect anything from the Eagles. I you, one of the problems with the Eagles is they have so many injuries on the offensive line. Yeah, Brandon Brooks out. You got uh, Jason Peters is 197 years old. Um, I I was told that he was uh he played football with uh, Malcolm X in high school. Um, the reality of it is you just don't have it. you got Andre Dillard who got hurt at tackle. You got Lane Johnson who's dealing with an injury. Uh, you just don't have the horses. And um, Miles Sanders is now out. I I, the, I I like the Rams. I got the Rams. Uh, I'm not gonna bet that one, but I, I like the Rams in that that game. All right, fellas, move right along. Uh, stick with you, Jared. Broncos and Steelers. The Steelers are coming off of a pretty good win last week. Uh, they're playing in your former town, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They're favored by seven and a half points. I always feel a little nervous when Vegas puts seven and a half. Um, I feel like they, they know it's going to be a tight game uh, with Pittsburgh probably winning. So that scares me. But, Jared, who you have in this game? Look, man, I, um, I like the Steelers a lot. Um, their defense is unbelievable. Um, I, I really feel like they have the makings of a potential Super Bowl contender. Um, if Big Ben plays better than um, you know he played, I mean, you you look at it. He he did he just he played all right, but that offense isn't going to get it done. But their defense is spectacular. Um, I would take the Broncos with the points because I think it's probably a seven point win. Um, that half points big. I mean, what they're trying to get you to do is to bet. They're, they're trying to get you to bet the Broncos because they're at a half point. But the reality is they're, they're expecting – they want you to bet that because they're expecting the Steelers to win by double digits. But I'm watching a team that won by 10 points versus the Giants. Um, I know this game is in Pittsburgh, but there's no fans. I'm going to go with the Steelers to win the game in a low-scoring – I'm going to say probably 21-14 to 14 game. Um, I like Drew Locke somewhat, but Drew Locke, I mean, he lost that game for them last week outside of uh, him and Jerry Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy dropped a, a – a very big uh, pass in the, in the fourth quarter. He dropped two passes. Luckily for me, I had Jerry Judy and um, and a prop bet at over three and a half catches and over forty three yards. And he dropped two passes and ended up with four catches. So if he ended up with three and dropped two passes, I would have punched him in the face. Um, so yeah. with that being said, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with the Steelers, but I'm going to go with the Broncos as far as covering. Yeah, keep it short and sweet. Broncos going to cover. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they win that game. Cortland Sutton should be back, um, who was probably going to be their number one receiver. I like Jerry Judy a lot. He's got to shore up those Cortland's catches. Cortland's definitely um, number one receiver, yeah. Yeah, um, but Judy's going to be a beast too. Um, so uh, I think they're going to likely win that game. Steelers' defense look good, but they're blitzing a whole lot, and nobody's expecting Daniel Jones to pick up those blitzes. So um, I'm going to go Broncos easily cover. This is an interesting pick. Stay with you, Jeremy. Keep the same pattern going. Panthers and Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are favored by nine points in Tampa Bay. Uh, who you got in this game? I think that's a sucker bet, but uh, yeah. what do you think? What do you guys think? 
Um, I'm not putting stock in Tom Brady. I, I, I'm going to take the um, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Tom Brady to um, to tie uh, Matt Schaub in with four straight games with an interception for to be the second player in NFL history to do that. What a, what a pick six, sorry. Um, but um, overall, I think the Panthers are going to play that game well. I think they're going to possibly win that game. Panthers got Christian McCaffrey, who I remember watching them last year when they played against them. They destroyed the Buccaneers with uh, that sorry quarterback that got traded to Washington. What's his name? I can't even remember. Who took over from Cam. Um, so I definitely don't think they're going to be able to. Kyle. Uh, I think they'll still. Yeah, Kyle Allen. I think they'll still be able to put up points. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey will be explosive. I like what Teddy Bridgewater's doing. They put up a lot of points last week. They just couldn't stop anybody. And I don't think Tom Brady is really clicking on all cylinders yet. So. Uh, I think the Panthers not only are going to cover, I think they're going to win. Well, Jerry, you have this game. I completely disagree. I'm going to actually make this one of my bets. I think this is a this is a bet where they're trying to get you to bet the Panthers. Um, here's what a lot of people don't realize: the Panthers played the the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders don't have a good defense at all. Um, I'm not saying they're terrible, but they're they're pretty bad. And so, as good as Teddy Bridgewater looked, and he looked good, I'm not. I take nothing away. I doubt there's going to be some, you know, hey, 75 yard touchdown passes to Robbie Anderson over the top um, that were that are given up to to you know for some easy scores. And that game ended up being close, but uh, Las Vegas was up 11 points, uh, and and well, probably I want to say five minutes ago in that game, and gave up a touchdown, and then um, you know tried to try to give up the rest of it. I expect well, Tampa no, no the pan- the Panthers the Panthers were up with five minutes to go. Uh, they they I were up. The Panthers scored twice. You're right. So, yeah. So so Panthers scored twice. Um, but Oakland or Las Vegas was up 11. Then the Panthers scored a 75 yard touchdown. Then they scored again. Then Josh Jacobs came back and scored. And then they had to get the stop. So yeah. But I think at the end of the day, I don't trust. I don't trust the Panthers. As I said before the season, I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I stick by that. Um, and I got Tampa Bay winning that game probably about three touchdowns. One, one thing to keep in mind uh, about that game, Teddy Bridgewater did play against his Tampa Bay team last year when he was on the Saints. Uh, he was 26-34 of 34 for 314 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and that interception came on a drop that went into somebody's hand. So uh, that is a, That's a great point right there, Jeremy. That's, yeah. I, I know uh, Trevor bets on, on that a lot, looking at uh, quarterbacks and how they perform against different defenses. So yeah. I, I think that's a, good, that's a good look. But Jerry still has some good points with uh, the Raiders being up late in that game last week. All right, the Washington football team versus the Cardinals. K1's favored by six and a half points versus uh, uh, Buddy Cuz from uh, Ohio State. Buddy Cuz. Yeah, that's going to be my new nickname for him, David. I, I, his new nickname is Buddy Cuz. Buddy Cuz. That's, 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 you know. You got like you from Chiraw or something, Cuz, boy. You better. Come on, boy. Yes. Buddy Cuz. Yeah, so uh, K1's favored by six and a half points. The Cardinals are, if nobody, no one knows uh, um, Kyler's nickname. But yeah. Um, who do you have in this, Jared? Cardinals or the the Washington football team? Well, I'll tell you, K one looks a one right now. You know, he's uh he stakes us. Um, I I I will, I will tell you this. I hated to see how good DeAndre Hopkins looked. Although I'm still a fan, I just hated to see him in another jersey look as good as he looked. And here's a, the reason why I I was at one point I was leaning Washington to cover, um, because of their pass rush. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't think their pass rush is better than San Francisco's. And the movement of, I mean, I different think one scheme, of these, though. huh? Different scheme though. Washington different scheme. Bring pressure. But here's the thing. If, you, if you're looking at bringing pressure 
who who better to have as a, as a safety valve than Larry Fitzgerald and and uh, DeAndre Hopkins? And if they do bring blisses or they they get pressure, one of the things about Kyler Murray is he's not afraid to take that rock and run with it, and he slides. He does a fantastic job of getting down. Um, this is why I love players that have a, a baseball background um, that are mobile. Him, Russell Wilson. They they know when to slide. They know how to avoid contact. They get down and they have you know they. I remember. Uh, I know you're not gonna leave out the best quarterback in football. Oh, pa- who's the Patrick best quarterback Mahomes, in football? Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a, a, a baseball background like that though. Patrick Mahomes clearly has a baseball background, but he, he I mean he wasn't. I mean, Kyler Murray was the first round pick of the draft. Um, Russell Wilson went third round. Uh, I don't think uh, Mahomes played after high school. Um, he was but, drafted though. Tom Brady was drafted as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean I, they, they play high school ball and get drafted. I mean, but but I'm I'm, I'm talking about as far as that mold. He has he he has an ability to be able to avoid injuries, which is phenomenal. And he throws one of the prettiest passes in football. Um, Kyler Murray is 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 a I mean somebody had an article that said, all right, time to face. It, he's a superstar. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that yet. But he's a he's a burgeoning superstar. He's turning I, I, into I'll one. I tell you what, that 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 DeAndre Hopkins could make a quarterback look like a superstar, can he? I mean, Kyler Murray was looking like he was. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just messing with you, Jerry. I knew you were gonna. But as I said, DeAndre anyway, Hopkins, uh... <laughs> Kyler looked like he was, he was developing in that before he got there. But obviously, having a DeAndre Hopkins helps. Um, it also helps not to drop passes on first down or second down like my team did. But with that being said, I'm gonna go with the Kyler, Kyler Murray uh, and them to cover the six and a half. I'm gonna say they win by ten, just because I don't. I, I expect Chandler Jones to be able to get after the quarterback. Uh, the Eagles didn't give much of a pass rush, but even with that lack of a pass rush, most of the points were given were given by turnovers from Carson Wentz. I mean, if you look at it, they scored 27 points. 17 of those points came off turnovers. Um, so, and, t- and turnovers in Washington territory. So, uh, or I'm sorry, in, in Philly territory. So, I think at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to get those opportunities because Kyler's going to protect the ball. I got them winning by, say, 10 points. Yeah, right. uh, just yeah, just, I was gonna, yeah, just no, you good? Just pick up on that. Uh, I'm gonna go the same way. I think uh, that the Cardinals are gonna cover mainly because I don't think Washington's gonna put up points. But shout out to Chase Young. Chase Young looked really good in that first game. Um, he looks like a superstar defensive end. So I think he might. Um, I think they're gonna get some hits on on, on Kyler. But um, you know, I definitely think Kyler's Kyler Kyler like uh, Kyler's like Barry Sanders in the sense that like you can't see him behind the line, like. Kyler literally, I watched a play where everybody on the 49ers basically won their their uh their run their their pass attack, and all of them got upfield. And he hit it up through the gap. And then by the time he got up there, like you're not catching Kyler in the open field. It was too touchdown. late. He was out of bounds. Yeah, you know, he scored a touchdown on it on that one. I mean, he, he wow. literally he had 13 carries for 91 yards. So uh, mm, that, that's more due to the 49ers not having lane discipline. But no, that's on. due to you got to respect his arm. Well, yeah, no, but he does. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're still talking about the same. Kyle, Kyle Murray did this against the 49ers every time they played last year, last year as well. But then he was, you know, getting shut out basically by the Giants. So I'm not going to take too much stock in that. Um, Kyle Murray was not getting shut out by no Giants. Uh, but yeah, go what, ahead. What, what did they score? Seven points. Uh, but Jeremy, we're we're look, we're talking about one game in his rookie season. Like, come on. Yeah, I, that's all I'm saying is I'm not putting too much stock in the 49ers. They they should have beat the 49ers all three games to play last or all two games to play last year. You're a K1 hater though, Jimmy. He's a K1. No, I think 49ers. No, I, I think I think he's great. Plays, I think he's a great player. Um, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a superstar. I'm just saying at this point, 
the 49ers defense has shown itself to be very vulnerable to, to mobile quarterbacks. If you look at what Russell Wilson does against them, if you look at what uh, what he did to him, if you look at what uh, Patrick Mahomes was able to do to him. You, you just got, named you, three top ten maybe quarterbacks in the league. What, what other games did they play last year they lost? I mean, they play, when they played mobile quarterbacks, they struggled. Um, Everybody struggles so, versus really good mobile quarterbacks. There's not a – Bill Belichick struggles versus really good mobile quarterbacks. Last year, he lost to Deshaun, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick. Hunt. Like you, you take any. But you know who really struggled against those? You know who really struggled against those? Everybody who runs that same Seattle defense: the Cowboys, the Falcons. Like as you saw, what Russell Wilson did to them. Um, the Forty Niners. Name uh, a team that does well versus mobile quarterbacks. The Saints. Jeremy Deshaun put up twenty-eight points in y'all. Yeah, he did. He also had two interceptions. We also shut down. No, Kyler. he had one interception and three touchdowns. We also shut down Kyler. And his one interception basically was a punt because it was third down and tw- 15, and he threw it 60 yards and you, you intercepted it inside the 20. Jared, Jared, you're the only person who calls an interception a punt. Please stop. Anyway. What I'm telling you is this. I'm not saying it's, it's a punt. What I'm telling you is this. If if he threw that pass and it was incomplete and I, we punted the ball to the same spot, I would have been happy with it. Jared, you got, we got the ball back inside the 40, inside y'all's 40. That was not a punt. He returned it. But he intercepted the ball inside his own 10-yard line. So, all I'm saying is, nobody plays well versus mobile quarterbacks who can throw the ball because there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. All right. Let's get on to the more more important game. The game of the week uh, for week two is my Cam Newton and the Patriots versus the Seahawks. My friend. Wilson. (laughs) Seattle's favored by three and a half points. They're going to be playing out west. Uh, Jared, who do you have in this game? Uh, I'm going to go Seattle to win, but I'm going Patriots cover. I got Patriots uh, losing that game by three points. Um, I thought Russell Wilson looked amazing. Uh, I mean, if you look at the numbers, he was, what, 31 of 34? Six. Uh, I mean, he was he was amazing. But with that being said, I mean, I, I thought some of it was um, Falcons looked bad. I mean, defensively, they didn't they didn't do anything. They didn't get really much pass, pass rush outside of um, – my guy, Grady Jarrett, had a sack and a half. Um, but outside of that, they didn't get much pressure on him. Um, all their corners looked suspect. Even my guy, A.J. Terrell, who apparently looked great in training camp, he apparently was targeted, I think, six times. All six were completed. Um, so the, you, you got a team where the secondary looked bad. I know earlier in the game they were avoiding him, but then later in the game that he got he got bit by uh, on, he bit on a, um, on a uh, hitch and go from uh, D.J. Metcalf. Um, you, you, you just can't do that. And I, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to allow them to put up the points he put up. I mean, you got Stephon Gilmore who's going to take away one of those, one of those receivers. And then, um, you got a situation where I think they're going to be able to scheme enough to stay in the game. And I think Cam Newton and the fact of him being able to run the ball with Sonny Michelle, um, I think they're going to be able to ball control and keep that ball out of Russell Wilson's hands long enough to make that game competitive. I'm going to go with Seattle. 28, and I'm going to say uh, Patriots, maybe 20, I'm going to say 25. Uh, it's kind of a weird score, but I'm going to go 28, 25, and uh, say the Seahawks win, but the Patriots cover. Um, I'm going to go Patriots winning this game. Uh, for one, I think uh, Cam Newton is going to have a, a, a lot of ball control. I think they're going to really run the ball a lot and keep them off the field. There's really no pass rushers. Or, or really not a, a great front four um, on Seattle. So I, I see them keeping the ball. Secondly, and the reason why I'm picking them is because 
of the dynamic between the coaches. Pete Carroll choked the Super Bowl against the Patriots. You, If you don't think Pete Carroll is thinking about that, you're out of your mind. And Pete Carroll is going to be doing his very best not to do anything that can be questioned. So I think he's going to be on his extra conservative mode and not try anything like he was doing last week where he was being a lot more aggressive and actually giving Russell Wilson a chance to win the game. I think he's going to play not to lose because he's going to be scared of losing to Bill Belichick and it's going to come back to bite him like it did a lot of games last year. Now, Russell Wilson may be able to pull it off at the end because Russell Wilson does that on a regular basis. However, I think last year, Russell Wilson was 9-1 and one in games that was scattered by one score or less, and that one loss was the game that got cheated against the 49ers. So um, at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win, but I'm going to actually go with the Patriots. I think Cam Newton's going to get it done. Cam Newton is going to be um, – one of my favorites to be MVP. He's going to finish up two or three. All right, fellas, do you guys want to keep going or you want to just stick with that and maybe cover the rest next, next pod? What do you think? Well, I at least need to go through the rest of my picks. So I can tell you the rest of mine that yeah, I have. Yeah, let's go through you guys' picks. I mean, I, I still got like probably eight games to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, won't, we won't take all day and go through all the games. Let's go through um, my picks. So I've already gone through um, the 49ers over the Jets was one of my picks, clearly. Um, I went Vikings over the Colts. One of my other picks is going to be Bengals are getting six. Is it six points versus the the Browns? Um, six, yeah, six points. I'm not sure if y'all saw Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow looked good, and um, had it not been for his um his kicker pulling his hamstring on a, the game tying field goal, um, they might have beaten the Chargers. So I'm going to go with the the Bengals covering that. Um, the other games I'm going with. Saints are minus six versus the Raiders. I don't see the Raiders keeping that game that close. So I got the Saints winning that game by more than, than seven. Um, and, uh, I'm going to take the Rams. I, I didn't bring this up. I'm going to take the Rams. They're, they're getting a point versus Philly. Um, I don't, I don't see why that would be. So I think everybody's really higher on Philly than I am. So, uh, I'm going to take the Rams to, to cover the one point all for 200 bucks. Book it. Okay, all these are going to be for 200 bucks as well. I'll go through them really quickly. I agree with Jared. Bengals uh, over Browns. Uh, it's at minus six. Uh, if you're actually betting real money, my suggestion would be um, buy it up to uh, minus 130 and just take the whole seven. Uh, you might as well. Uh, at least buy it up to six and a half in case you get the two field goals. But I expect the Bengals to actually win that game. Um, the next game I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet the Ravens against the Texans. The Texans did not look very impressive to me. Um, and they're playing against the Ravens, who did look very, very, very impressive. So, um, a quick thing, I, uh, a quick thing I want to throw out about uh, the Texans because I didn't really go through that when you went through your soliloquy. The Texans were up twenty-four to zero on um, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game or the AFC Divisional game, and from that point on, through halfway through the third quarter of this game, and the last, you know, however was that five quarters. They got outscored 82 to 14. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. But anyway, I, I think I'm going to go Ravens to cover that for $200. Um, going to the next game, we already went through uh, a couple of these. But and you I got it seven? Up. Huh? What's that line at? Seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, especially Lamar Jackson running around on turf seems like it's uh, a recipe to, to get destroyed. Um, it's not turf, though. You guys got grass? For what? What I feel like you are you indoor indoor grass? Yeah, we're indoor indoor outdoor. Okay, that's right. All right, cool. Um, going going to my to the pick that I already went over Vikings. I'm still taking them plus three over the Colts. I'm taking Rams uh, plus one over Philly. 
And then lastly, as Jared said, Saints over Raiders. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, pretty easy to see. Drew Brees on, on Monday Night Football seems like he's probably going to really get cooking. Um, if you're looking for somebody to play in your fantasy league this week, I'm going to go Jared Cook Jr. I think Jared Cook Jr. with Michael Thomas being out is going to get at least two touchdowns. I am going to say he is going to rack up over 115 yards, book it. He is a, a great play in your daily fantasy. He's also a great play in our fantasy league just because I traded Jeremy George Kittle and uh, I traded Jeremy George Kittle and uh, what's the running back? James, John, Connor. James Connor for David Johnson and Jared Cook Jr. And week one, George Kittle and Connor uh, and James Connor got hurt and uh, David Johnson looked great. And now Michael Thomas is hurt, which is going to give more touches to Jared Cook Jr. That's what you yeah, call that's fantasy not really good management. Uh, that, that was actually a dumb bet. This actually looking like it's going to work out. But overall, I think um, I don't think that's going to give him more, more uh, as as much more. I think it's going to give more to Emmanuel Sanders. I just think this week is a great matchup for it. the Raiders. I think red zone targets to get some more red zone targets, and that's what I really care about. Ak. Um, we all know about you guys, but I'm super excited about uh, the finals in the uh, NBA. The well, the conference finals for the NBA. It's going to be a huge week in the NFL, man. So it's going to be a lot of good TV on. I'm looking forward to it. And I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Uh, any any parting thoughts for the listeners before we get up out of here? No, um, I think the Texans are going to uh, cover the spread. I, I, it's, I'm, still try, I'm, I'm still trying to rem- I'm, I'm trying to stay on, guys. If we don't, we 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 might have a tough start to the season. We got. Jerry, you, you just uh, this one thing I'll say. You just you 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 make it easy for you to disappoint yourself because you're going against the defending Super Bowl champions and the best quarterback in the league, and you guys thought you guys could come out. I don't think he's team. the best quarterback. In the league. I thought I I didn't think Mahomes played well at all. Um, he missed three or four open throws. Even when you look at Pro Football Focus, who grades the the individual Pro positions, Football Focus is literally garbage. Pro Football Focus said that Deshaun played better that game than Mahomes, and I thought he did. Pro Football uh, Focus also said yeah, Tom Brady was the really, eighth best quarterback really in football last week. Out articles to, no, no. To I mean, dude. what I'm telling you is, he's trying to play better than Mahomes. Yes, he did. Mahomes, Mahomes missed multiple throws. LeBron dropped. Here's, that's the difference, though. I LeBron. Could literally, no, the difference is this: if you look at that game, one, he had all day. Mahomes had all day in the pocket. He was pressured. I think he had one sack. He was pressured twice. Deshaun was pressured on fifty percent of his snaps. Two, Deshaun had who, four drops. Offensive line is it? Is it Deshaun's or somebody else's? But that's, that's but that's not the, the thing, Damon. Put it in perspective. If it is the thing, no, it's you not. You work with that team daily, and if they can't protect you, you can't say that you're not part of that team. No, it's not about part of Damon. Put this in perspective, and this is what I'll say: If you take Mahomes and Deshaun off of those teams, tell me one position that the Chiefs aren't better than the Texans. There's not one. They're yeah, better it's at not every about position. position. About no, position. You can line up the Clippers and say who's a better position, who's better positioned at each spot, and the Nuggets just won three games in a row. That's that's but literally that's, that's that difference. And basketball and football but is if I'm relying. How, what was the score in the game? The score we lost by ten, I believe. Right, we lost twenty twenty four. Uh, no, sorry, 30, 31, 21. What was the score? Yeah, thirty-one twenty-one. I mean, I mean, but they, they were they were up thirty-one team. to seven. and called out the dogs. Though. I mean, how, how many how many points did the defense score for each team? None. Okay. All right. So Mahomes played better. No. Right. That, so so what you're telling me is then Jimmy Garopp or J- Jimmy Garoppolo played better than than Drew Brees or what? No, that's not the way it works in football. J- J- Deshaun Deshaun yeah. had or not Deshaun. Uh, um, Patrick Mahomes had three touchdowns and had another one dropped by Robinson in the end zone. 
Jeremy, he also missed the wide open touchdown route uh, to Sammy Watkins when when he he had nobody within five yards of him. Yeah, he missed the throw. I'm sure you can find some throws that Deshaun missed. I don't but think Deshaun missed the throw. Have, all game. have your last point, and then we'll go to Jeremy. I don't think Deshaun missed the throw all game. He had four drops. I mean that that definitely doesn't help. But with yeah, that being Deshaun, because he didn't throw it to him. If I throw you a ball, you drop it. That's my fault. But Jer, you're not on the field. How are you? How are you going to say because uh, of a drop, you're going to blame all four drops on all four receivers? Because if the ball hits you in your hands, you, and you drop it. It's a drop. Jer, I talked to guys who play football with Mike Vick, and he said Mike Vick would throw the ball as hard as he could over ten uh, over ten yards. How do you know that's not the case with Deshaun? Because you Deshaun don't know. Doesn't throw you the can't ball hard. Say that you're just going to blame the receivers on yeah, drops. So did you watch Where the game? Did, did you actually watch the game? But I did watch some snaps. But it's it's. It's, 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 I think it's a little reckless for you to say that all of Deshaun's drops, he didn't miss any passes, which I feel is probably not the case. But then yeah, his I'm drops not saying, I, all Here's the thing. I, I, don't, I don't think Deshaun, Deshaun didn't throw a, a, a he, was he, had, he, he had one turnover on a ball where his, his tight end got beat by a safety, which should never happen. And he, he got hit while he threw the ball. That's the only throw that I think Deshaun could have taken back. Outside of that, I thought Deshaun played extremely well. What was his, uh, what was his, uh, percentage? Uh, 64-65% completion? I, I thought my thought process with Deshaun was I thought he played as, as well as he could have under the circumstances. But that still doesn't mean that he played better than I don't than think Mahomes played well. But here's the, here's the thing. I, always, I look at Mahomes as Steph Curry playing with KD. Like, he can play well, but he's got such an advantage that I don't... He, I'm, well, LeBron I'm playing with AD? Jeremy, there's a difference between saying AD Clay or K, AD versus KD is an argument. But the third best player on the Lakers is Kuzma. He's he's not close to Clay Thompson. The fourth best player is Draymond. Fifth best player is Iggy. So like when you're and coming, y'all, y'all wouldn't have had a chance of beating that team. That's the whole point. Yeah. But that's I, I would agree. I thought our team was going to play better. They did not play well. I said if you listen to the last week's podcast, and I'll wrap it up by this. I said our offensive line should be the best offensive line Deshaun has had. Deshaun was under constant pressure the entire game. They they didn't give him any time in the pocket, um, and unless we get that corrected, it's going to be a long week. But I I expect us to play well this week. Uh, we're at home this week. We're not on the road. We had an extra ten days rest. We also had a banged up team last week. Our our uh, one of our drive picks on the d- defensive line was hurt. Um, we had Brandon Cooks was playing with a hamstring. Was a game time decision. Ended up playing, but didn't look as explosive as he normally does. He said he's he, he's running in shape. I expect us to have a better showing. Yeah. Right, um, any, any last thoughts from you, man? Yeah, my last thoughts are going to be responding to Jared. Jared, Patrick Mahomes in that game, it was 24 of 32, 211 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 90.4 QBR, and 123 quarterback rating. So, but Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, think about this, though. 32 what? passes for 211 yards is what? Five yards a pass? Yes, it's it's. it's so if you're throwing all screens, so so if you, you're factoring in, all right, I throw a ball at Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who takes it 20 yards for a touchdown. Is that really a great play? play? So now you, Pl- you're taking Pl- away Pl- Now you're taking away yards from. No, no. What I'm saying is this: if I, if I throw a five-yard ball and my guy runs twenty yards for a touchdown, that's less on me, more on them or a play call. If I throw a twenty-yard pass and my guy drops, just for just for the record, just for the record, they didn't have a single catch that was made by a non-wide receiver or tight end. Clyers Hiller didn't catch a ball last game. Nope, he had twenty-five rushes for 138 yards. Maybe it's because um, he yeah, threw the ball pitch. behind the line of scrimmage and they considered that a, a rush. Yeah, he, yeah, it was lateral. Okay. Yeah, but, right. yep, yeah, uh, that's it. All right, great, guys. It was awesome. Uh, 
as always, we want to thank all the all the listeners that are still tuning in to us. We'll be back next week to talk about uh, just to follow up on these uh, very uh, very um, emotional conversations. So we're going to see a lot. It's going to be. I'll tell you what. Somebody's going to be put under the ringer next week, and we'll. I guess we'll have to see who is who that's going to be. So um, with that being said, I don't, I don't said, think anybody's going to be under the ringer because I don't. I, I think regardless if they lose or not, I think when we look at last last thing, if we look at the Ravens and we look at the Chiefs. They're better at every aspect than the Texans, except maybe the Texans have better receivers than the Ravens. Outside of that, well, no, they're no, better wait, at wait, wait, no, I think it's going to be interesting coming back and talking about your Lakers. Yeah, that's but, what we're talking um, about. We're not talking about. I'm not worried. I, I, I think yeah, I mean, your, your boy's going to lose beat by the Ravens. It's going to be interesting talking about your Lakers. I don't know. But, we'll see. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a good series. I just think uh, it's going to be a lot closer than what you think. Um, but that's neither here nor there. It starts tomorrow. Well, we're going to put this out on Thursday. Starts Friday. So starts Friday. Okay, they got two days off. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely check in with you guys next week. Make sure you follow us on IG, Amibros underscore podcast, and we'll be back with you guys next week. We out.